Welcome back to New Rockstars. We finally have a trailer for Moon Knight and it was the scariest shit. Like what's up with all the old ladies being so scary in the MCU? Like they're so scary that Captain Marvel had to beat one down on a bus on public transportation. Someone has to stop these geriatric menaces. Now, this is Rogue Theory, the show where we pitch the wildest theories for the nerdy titles that we love. My name is MT and going rogue with me today is someone always willing to embrace the chaos it's Jessica Clemens. Hello, Jessica Clemens. Hi, I'm very geriatric. <laughs> hey, me too. Honestly, I'm as geriatric. I, honestly, I'm as geriatric as they come. This is a real fact. I have a like a metal rod, several metal rods in my foot um, because what? of a surgery that I've undergone. Yes, I have. <laughs> it's that's actually true. So I have a robot foot. I'm, I'm cyborg. Holy um, shit, that's amazing. Yes, Sad I'm, cyborg. <laughs> yeah, you, you, get, you, you, you getting those body mods from Boba Fett. Getting those Boba exactly. Fett body yeah, mods. <laughs> Thundercats just working on squad. your foot. Why did they even sew you up? You know? Why <laughs> Why sew it up and hide all that beautiful, beautiful inner piping? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> And also, someone always ready to be the fist of Gonshu, it's Whitney Van Lanningham. Whitney, what's going on, girl? Ah, oh, man, not not a whole lot. I, I'm now just picturing the inside of your foot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most people do when I uh, when I tell them that fact. It's Routinely, normal. Yeah. normal. And finally, a man that always looks good dressed in white, it's Tommy Bechtold. What's going on, Tommy? I, I, wanna, I just want a very big head gang, my peaches and cream gang. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> hey, peaches and cream. Shout Power gang never baths. We invented that the other day. <laughs> I want to let everybody know that when MT says I look good dressed in white, he's referring to my wedding day and not any meetings that I would go to with fellow white men dressed in all white. Okay, so that's a very dicey oh, no. thing. I, very yeah, dicey descriptor. A, it's a good distinction yeah. to make. Oh, yes, yes. It's a virginal white, not a hateful white. Okay, because yeah, I am no, pure no, no, as no. the driven <laughs> snow. I am very, I'm very pure. Uh, I've never yes. kissed, I've never kissed a girl before, but I have <laughs> kissed a doll. So let's go. What the? Fuck? Hey, you know what? That's what me and you have in common, Tommy. Yeah. Women, what's that? I don't even know. Never Except been kissed. For, anyway. All right, let's go back to you've kissed a doll. What? kind of a doll was it yes so i did some sort of weird voodoo as a kid where i would kiss dolls and see oh, if it would nice. come true in real life so i you know i kissed spider-man i kissed a barbie i kissed oh, wonder woman yeah. i was real bisexual with my doll kissing anyway so just walk let's get to that kissing first. kissing dolls left and oh right? yeah i was in toys r us just kiss, kissing every dolls banned for life from toys r us banned for life from kb toys banned for life <laughs> From Target, banned for life from 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 Walmart. You know, I took Kmart out of business. Why do you think you don't see Kmart's anymore? Because you couldn't stop kissing. That's right. Too much kissing, not Doing enough some kissing. Wishing. Uh, all right. <laughs> so anyway, what do we want to talk about today, guys? <laughs> the editors are going to be like, "How much of that do we leave in?" I say a hundred percent stays in. It's what Moon Knight would want. And That's there's right. our segue back into the game. <laughs> hey, perfect segue. So guys, we finally got our first look at Moon Knight in the trailer that was released on Monday. And there was a lot to take away from this trailer, but one of the most interesting things was related to Ethan Hawke's character. So it leads us to our first topic of the day. What is the cult in Moon Knight all about? Because in that recently released Moon Knight trailer, we got our first look at Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur Harrow, and he appears to be the leader of some type of cult. And from his monotone cultish leader get up to a throng of people just kneeling before him in the street, 
we're led to believe that he's in charge of something mysterious and possibly really dangerous. In a world that's been rocked by the blip and the recent emergence of a giant celestial in the middle of the Indian Ocean, what could this cult possibly be about? What, what do you guys think? Ooh, I can go first. Okay, Jess, what you got, girl? So I say this a lot and I'll say it again. I think in trailers, uh, Marvel really likes to shift our views. What we're seeing is not what we're really seeing. So I think ultimately the God, which I could be pronouncing this wrong. Please don't kill me for this. Khonshu. Yeah, mm -hmm. you got it. You got it. Not only did he in the comics like take over the mind of Moon Knight, um, I think that's kind of what's happening here, where we're all seen within the mind of Moon Knight. Because in the 2015 issues with Jeff Lemire, I think when he, it was like a psychotic run of like all this mindless shambling where it's like, is it DID or is his brain just colonized by a god? So I think that we're seeing inside of his mind where Khonshu is in there posing as Dr. or author Harrow as uh, Ethan Hawke's character, because he's also known to take over and look as a person just to talk to other people. He doesn't have to show himself as a god all the time. He can show himself as just a normal person. So I think he's controlling Arthur Harrow in the mind of Moon Knight. And that's the visuals that we see is we think it's his consciousness, kind of like Inception, where it's like, don't attract attention because everyone's going to start looking to us. It's like, we're inside your mind, Moon Knight, but I'm the one running the show, the god. And that's why everyone in here is following my tasks and not yours. So I don't think it's necessarily a cult more than it is just mindless people in the mind of Moon Knight. And even if it was a cult, it could be a cult for Khonshu the God. There you go. Right. I'm a philosophical major. So like, are you saying like Fight Club types of vibes? Or like yeah. What? Yes, okay. it's in his mind. It's in his mind. But imagine the actual underground ring of Fight Club where they're fighting is also within the mind of, uh, not Brad Pitt. Tyler Durden. Oh, Edward Norton. Tyler, yeah. Well, they're both yeah, Tyler, Tyler Durden. Norton. It doesn't yeah, matter, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's within Edward okay. Norton's mind. So just like all of that is within Moon Knight's mind because he is going hey. through a lot of mental illness. Yo, if you've ever read a Moon Knight comic, it is one of the most confusing experiences of all time. So like something like this is highly probable, even yeah. though it sounds super rogue, it's highly probable. It's so good. I don't want to give like a shout out to... Um, Warren Ellis, but the comic that Warren Ellis did do mm. really sums up everything within the first volume in like the first five pages. Uh, everything there is about Moon Knight that you're like, this is a little too crazy. You can puzzle together in his <laughs> issues. Uh, but I again, Warren Ellis also has a problematic past. So, oh man, but no, that's a really great theory. I love that theory. It's a super rogue. What what else you guys got? I can go next. Uh, so uh, the the direction I took it in. Is kind of uh, what I think the MCU and, T and the MCU TV shows kind of like to do, which is take from the comics, but kind of reform them, kind of shift them around so that there are kind of touchstones from the books, but, you know, names and phrases and characters, but they're, they're somewhat presented differently. So in the comics, Arthur Harrow is a, uh, is a uh, brilliant scientist who suffers from a painful neurological condition, and he uses uh, his experiments to try to to uh, heal that condition in himself, eventually leading to his kind of dismissal from the mainstream scientific world and over to this like kind of shadow think tank called Omnium. I think that what the this show is going to do is make the cult named Omnium. There is precedent in the real world with Nexium being a cult. So Omnium does kind of sound like a modern day cult name. And I believe that all of the people that are kneeling down to him are, are worshipers, but also patients of this health-driven cult who suffer from chronic pain or mental illness 
therefore making Moon Knight uh, the perfect recruitee. Someone with disassociated personal disorder, personality disorder, would be the perfect person to join that cult and almost be a right-hand man for Arthur Harrow. So I see him as a cult leader that is leading with what most cults promise, which is a better life and, you know, a happier life and a more fulfilling life. So he's telling these people that he's going to heal them. But what he's really doing is experimenting on them and using them as pawns for a criminal agenda. Interesting. Beautiful. Very, very interesting. Okay. Okay. I, I would have never thought about that. This is why I love your big head. The, this is why I love, this is why you're part of the big head gang. This headband is screaming right now. The threads are screaming <laughs> on this. This, head, this headband is actually as round as like a giant dinner plate, but it just looks like a normal size headband around my huge head. Oh, the elastic has just completely worn off. Yeah. There's no elastic. This is glued to my head right now. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, honey. Oh, my God. Oh, sweetheart. So funny. If we remove it, your brains just spill out. Yeah, they just seep mm. out. Yeah. My brains are all liquid anyway at this point. Uh-huh. Feel it? Anyway, Whitney, what you got, girl? <laughs> yeah, okay, so I have kind of combo theories. Um, I definitely hard agree with Tommy because after I reread that comic, it just seems really plausible that he is going to be this cult leader who's uh, using his followers uh, in order to like experiment on them. In the comics, he has like a um, like a neurological disorder that like locks up his jaw and causes like extreme pain in his face. And we don't see that same thing going on in the trailer. So I'm wondering if it is gonna be a different kind of disorder that he possibly has and that his supporters possibly have. Um, I don't know if they're going to go completely comic book accurate with that, but it was like a main part of his character was that his face is kind of uh, messed up in the comics. This dude also ended up becoming a hardcore Nazi in the comics. Mm. And if there's one thing I know about Nazis, it's that... Boys in museums love to fight them. We've got Indiana Jones. And hey. now coming up, we've got Moon Knight. And I'm like, he works in a museum. He could fight a Nazi. I could see yes. that happening. So I either think that he is going to be performing these, like, maybe not Nazi, because obviously in the MCU we have Hydra already and stuff like that. Mm. But I do think that he is going to be performing these experiments. He's using you know quote unquote outcasts from society so disabled or mentally ill or whatever it might be disenfranchised people i think he's gonna be using them as his test subjects yes but my combo theory is that i do think that the cult itself is gonna be about something else like their beliefs are going to have to either be based in like the Egyptian culture. And I think it's going to have to do with all of these events that happened after the blip because people are losing their minds. Mm. A gigantic celestial just appeared on the side of the entire planet. Yep. And I think that people are going to be looking for faith for those answers. I think that he is going mm. to be manipulating those types of people who do need something to believe in and he's like why not egypt oh, here you go people are like mm, <laughs> egypt you say 
Egypt, you say? Sounds fun. Why not those guys? Let's take it back to the olden (laughs) times, baby. We don't need all these modern gods. We don't need Arishem. Things were so much better way back then. Way back then. Yeah, gods were so much better back in the day. Remember? Remember gods? Why can't we all just kick it Old Testament? I want to sacrifice my son. I want a giant flood. I want to do all of that. I want to take my boy up to the top of a mountain and threaten to slit his throat before God says... Don't do the it, man. I was Father's just Day. Man, I was I was JK. I was JK. I just wanted to see JK, if you could really do it. That was that was just for the lols, guys. That was just for the lols. You know me, I'm God and I like to party. It's like, yo, Gabriel would bet me twenty dollars you wouldn't do it. That's and right. I just lost that bet. So, I just lost that bet, dude. I just lost that bet, dude. God God and Gabriel were the original impractical jokers. Uh, ew, ew. <laughs> Don't hate on the impractical jokers. I, I love them. I'm going to hate on the impractical jokers. Yes. It's Don't all, do it's it. Me. I, I know you're pointing so at much. me. Go ahead. These are all amazing theories, but I got to give the, the main rogue point to Jess because uh, yeah, that was super fair. rogue. That's fair. And I, it was just super. I just I just dig it. I dig it a lot. I dig your brain, Jess. Even though you're not officially part of the big head gang. I have a small have baby energy. head and I love it and I'm proud of it. You have a beautiful head. No need to make any comments about it, okay? Even though I just did in referring to it as beautiful. <laughs> I've never really thought about my head before, but I guess I have one. Whitney, you have a, you have a head uh, as well, and I will make nice. I have one. On it exists, nice and I think, and I'm thankful that it's here. I just want to give up some big head gratitude. Head gratitude today. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Oh wait, Tommy. Quick question for you, though. So, uh-huh. what do you think that that like the culty acronym is going to stand for? Because in the comics, they don't ever tell you what it stands Omnium. for. Oh, omniscient, neurological, <laughs> inclusive, uniting. Omni- I already spelled it wrong, didn't it? No. I'm already wait, sold. Um, I'm already sold. Uh, inc- I'm, already wait, sold. I'm sold on uh, this. Omniscient, magical, neurological, inclusive, uniting, mysticism. Ooh. Omnia. This sounds like Scientology, uh, but I follow like it. it. You down with Omnium? Oh yeah, yum yum. That's that's, 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 that's okay. I'm out. Okay, I'm out. My other- that's the first thing you see when you go on the website. My other complaint though about Arthur Harrow is that if he's really basing his shit on David Koresh, yeah. get get sunglasses, man. Yeah. You can't do it without the creepy sunglasses. The creepy mm-hmm. sunglasses is like half the thing. Yeah. Hey, if he actually ends up being the Sun King. Maybe then he, he needs, then he needs need, them. Maybe he needs them? I don't know. My two cents about what this whole cult thing is about is I think that the whole crocodile aspect of the trailers is a big hint as to what's going on because Sobek in the comics is this crocodile god and is an actual Egyptian god in real life. Mm-hmm. And I think that what's happening here is that Arthur Harrow is slowly becoming the Sun King and they're, mm-hmm. they're mixing up the characters. What if it was just Alligator Loki calling on the cell phone? Exactly. He just like zips up. He's just checking in. (laughs) That's my rogue theory. Alligator Loki is going to be the crocodile god. No, Alligator Loki and Mark Spector text regularly. That's my theory. Aren't they actually called something in Egyptian lore? The Mm -hmm. crocodile god has a name. Hold on. King K. Rule. (laughs) Shut the f up. Thank you so much. Historically, Sobek is tied to the uh, Egyptian god Ra, 
So, like, there's actually, like, a Sobek-Ra hybrid in, like, Egyptian mythology. So, um, yeah, I think that he's slowly becoming the Sun King, and we're going to see this, like, crocodile Sun King god. On a more serious note, uh, we here at New Rockstars just wanted to take a quick moment to acknowledge the passing of actor Gaspard Uliel this week. Uh, he had a role on Moon Knight, and we can't wait to see the great work that he does on there. And we are all super deeply saddened by the news, and we all just wanted to send our condolences to his family and friends. But up next, we're going to talk about that really interesting accent Oscar Isaac is using. But first, check out the Book of Boba Fett-inspired shirt over at NewRockstarsMerch.com. It's a really cool design that you'll see Eric wearing on our weekly Wookiee Leak show with our boy Tommy. Buying our merch is a great way to support this channel while also looking like a real stylish nerd. So check it out over at NewRockstarsMerch.com. And of course, this winter, upgrade your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their seasonal lineup of must-have Box of Awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you unique goods every month. We've gotten some really great cooking and skincare products from Bespoke Post in the past. And no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From winter cocktails to cozy threads and camping gear essentials, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Their new Scorch Box, which has hot sauces from all over the country, has got me sweating just thinking about it. So to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com to help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. And they release new boxes every month. So things are changing. Things are dynamic, just like life. So it's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Plus with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses, which is dope. So get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code ROGUE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code ROGUE for 20% off your first box box. And of course, lots of folks have a resolution to learn a new language and our friends at Babbel are here to help you succeed. It is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. A few new Rockstar staffers are learning Spanish with Babbel. The Babbel process is addictively fun, fast, and easy. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons for real-world use. It's as easy as opening an app on your phone, and Babbel's 15-minute lessons makes it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. That's a team! Choose from over 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code ROGUE. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code ROGUE. Babbel, language for life. Learn all the languages so you can talk to everybody and make lots of friends. And hey, this is a great month to be a fan of thrilling and scary stuff because Shudder is releasing some killer content. With Shudder, you can stream supernatural, thriller, and horror movies and TV shows across all your favorite devices. Shudder's streaming library has everything from original movies like VHS 94 and PG Psycho Gorman to the hit series Creepshow by executive producer Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead. 
They have a bunch of creepy classics like The Wicker Man and Halloween and a bunch of foreign films and smaller flicks you probably missed. And we've had multiple arguments in the office about the movie The Invitation, which you can stream on Shudder. You should watch it to have some arguments of your own because arguing is fun. And Shudder has just released an exclusive documentary called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. It's the ultimate history of the folk horror genre. So stream all of this and more from Shudder's ever-growing library ad-free for just $5.99 a month. That's kind of ridiculous. So if you're a fan of supernatural, thriller, and all things horror, you're going to love Shudder as much as I do. And right now, you can stream your first 30 days of Shudder for free. So go to Shudder.com and use code ROGUE. That is S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, code ROGUE, to stream your first 30 days of Shudder for free. Shudder.com, code ROGUE. Shudder, get your pants scared off your legs. Get your pants scared off your legs. Off your legs. <laughs> Moving on, another thing that we noticed in the Moon Knight trailer was the interesting accent Oscar Isaac was using. Is Oscar Isaac's weird accent intentional? For most of the Moon Knight trailer, Oscar Isaac speaks with a very heavy British accent and goes by the name Steven. So what's up with that accent? Is this an intentional choice by the character or is he not even aware that this persona speaks with an accent? I mean, it's uh, both. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Right. So if we are sticking to the whole that he might or he does have DID, dissociative identity disorder, um, and he has that those characters, he has Mark, he has Jake, and he has himself right now, and then he has Moon Knight, um, then I think that character, Steven, uh, yeah, Steven, Steven is the one that's going to be speaking in a British accent. Um, I think it's clear that he's going to be fucked fluctuating between the identities because in the trailer what i really liked was that scene with him in the car um in the truck and he's just like holy shit i have a gun out of nowhere it's like yeah you're waking <laughs> up and you're, man? yeah I'm, i murdered someone um and so i'm I, driving I, oops, a van? <laughs> what? <laughs> what i'm ron burgundy uh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm ron i'm rob Burgundy. honestly though like if i woke up holding a gun in a van full of cupcakes i'd uh, that sounds fine. You're like, makes sense. Yeah. That sounds Trash. fine. It's a good consolation prize for your that shop. That sounds yeah. like something I would get into. <laughs> so I think that and the fact that um, it looks like in that scene, um, who I assume is playing Frenchie, right? The guy, uh, he is dressed up in the same garb as Ethan Hawke's character is when he's getting praised and he's in shackles. So I think they both got out of an institution um, whether they escaped or they jumped out, but in that institution, he was a different character than Steven is. So I think that character got out, they're on the race, and he's just like, what the hell? I like also in one of the comics, they mentioned that time doesn't matter where they're at, that you can live in present and past. So they were like, you can be born in one minute and then wake up in another because they just keep fucking with time. So I think that's a matter of him time hopping or time jumping or just showing up because we need to remember that if my theory is correct of uh, that, he is going through something. He has either like the DID or again, the God is taking over his mind and can make him do whatever is happening and awake at any weird time. Well, Jessica, this just proves men would rather wake up in a truck full of cupcakes and guns than go to therapy. It's this true. I'm tired it's of it. Really it was. is so true. Men would rather shackle one ankle to the yes, bed to a and bed fall frame. into a, a ring of sand than just go to therapy. He's like, I need to put the sand out here. Does anybody else think that there's like a better way to keep yourself in bed than that? 
I just don't, I don't know about the one ankle. Yeah. Like, okay, like, for example, like, did you guys ever watch Mike Birbiglia's uh, oh, Sleepwalk, yeah, Sleepwalk With, with Me? me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that, like, I why couldn't Moon Knight just get himself, like, a Mike Birbiglia-esque sleeping bag real tight? I feel like that'd be comfier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I he's like, I'm so hot, I can't get out of it. <laughs> I can't get out of this. Yeah, like maybe he has a blanket problem. I, I don't know, but I think that he should watch Sleepwalk with me. I think that Moon Knight would take a lot away. I actually know a German woman named Dita who will make sure that you don't leave the bed unless you say a very specific combination of words. <laughs> so if you, I think I also you you know Dita. Oh I know Dita. Yeah, she's oh, bi-coastal. Man. She'll go. She goes to. She goes. She goes to the East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, but last time I checked, she doesn't have just the one ankle shackle. That's true. Yeah, she's <laughs> exactly. got lots of. She's, she's got, got a tons of shackles. She's got a few. Oh God! Overall, that's uh, with that included. That is my. So I count. I get those points too if I win. This yes. Game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> was my idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I like that. That's really interesting. What do you guys got? Well, so Stephen Grant is like a, it's like first in the comics, like a child that he thinks he meets, right? Like he he has him as an entirely different personality, I think, like where it's it's uh, it's Moon Knight seeing that like this, this little kid. I think there are going to be other actors cast as the different personalities through Oscar Isaac's vision so like when he's being this goofy Mm. british guy Mm. i think it's gonna cut back and forth between oscar isaac and then who oscar isaac thinks he is in that moment so in my opinion the reason that they're starting off with the goofiest one is because it's gonna get like most of these mcu shows more and more serious as the shows go on by the last episode it's gonna be mark specter fighting and being like full-on moon knight which is you know also an unhinged character but i believe the i, I think they're starting off with the british accent cuz it's silly and kind of can get yeah. people into the unhingedness of the character i can't remember which one but one of them is also like a taxi driver so i think yes. this one's yeah, just more Jake fun Locke. to there's watch there's a there's a little now. girl i think there's an astronaut there's a bunch there's yeah. an astronaut yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a movie producer i, I do producer. think it's interesting oh. that Hollywood we've producer. only seen mark and uh steven in the trailer so far and we haven't seen yeah there is no jake lockley which which a couple of people have been like hey where's that at unless that's what they're trying to do which makes sense because this is such a I'm actually impressed by how much they can put down in this trailer because there's so much to Moon Knight after rereading the comics that I was like, there's too much to put into a movie. So I'm glad they put it into a series, yeah. but it's still too much to put into a series. And also, do you really want to touch, like, it is very important to touch on DID, but you need to do it in a right way. And it's yeah, like a sure. line that you can do completely wrong. And so to a touch this subject, which I'm really happy about, I loved what they did with like Green Goblin and, um, and Spider-Man. I was like, this is great. This is perfect. I love that you guys kind of took it to a different level. So it's Mm. like, this is a project that's already really hard to try to like convey Mm. and they're doing it. So maybe they're just like, we're going to have two, just two, just two personalities. Just two, no more. (laughs) Like maybe they're short. That that makes sense to me. I think that makes sense. I think it makes sense because like, this is like season one of what I'm assuming to be a multiple season, you know, we're going to get more entries of of Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. And so like to slowly introduce the personalities to Moon Knight as, as he goes on and as we learn more about him, it's just super interesting because like Oscar Isaac is an incredible actor. Mm -hmm. So like, we're going to like slowly be introduced to these new people. It's like, oh man, this is just like a new performance. This is like a new version of the character. Almost. So, like, I think that's a very smart decision. I think they should just be Oscar Isaac movie characters. Like, one of his personalities should be Lewin Davis. One should be Poe Dameron. One should be Poe Dameron. 
I would I would fuck with that. I have this weird feeling that like he could be just cycling through his multiverse personalities. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, MT. MT. You're correct. Yeah. I think you're onto something. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that because I was also like, are we getting into the multiverse? Or are we getting into gods? Because oh. I don't, are we getting like into Eternals? Yeah. Or are we getting into Doctor Strange? And so I was trying so hard because they're opening so many portals to different space Egypts that I was like, is this gods or is this not? Like, is this the multiverse or is this gods? And so I can't put my... Freaking, I, I guess we just got to wait till it shows up because this could, th there's an issue where they fight nightmare. Like I was like, what are we going to do? Like, what, where is this going? <laughs> I have no idea. So I hope you're right. I hope but, you're right. I hope it's not. But no, like with all this Egyptian stuff with gods, like I just can't imagine Apocalypse not having a, a cameo in Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac just channeling, just being like, oh, well, well, like from the ashes of their world, we'll build a better one. Just randomly just saying that because like people will freak out. Because, like, that's mm. a multiverse nod to the, the X-Men films. But, yeah, what, what you got, Wendy? Oh, um, when I heard the trailer and, like, that specific line that you guys are talking about, where he's like, I can't tell if it's a dream or real life, like that one. <laughs> Yours is better um, than his. Yours is better than you. his. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like, if the way that, because, like, it's, it's that, like, his voice sounds weirder when he's saying that particular line than when he says any of his other little lines in his accent. And so I was wondering if that was because it's another, like, chopped up line. Like, maybe there's more to the line. You know, like, what they did with No Way Home, where they, like, kind of, like, chopped up Doctor Strange's stuff and they mixed it around. I think that mm. that's probably the line, but I'm wondering if there's more that comes after or more before that that would give us better context and who to, he's like, like saying it to yeah yeah like who he's saying it to and like what mm. the deal is i think that that's kind of what i'm waiting for they're all really great theories so i'm gonna give everybody the rogue point because this is oh, all yay. fantastic and like you don't want to really know is what like, i have this weird feeling that this stephen grant guy just has no recollection obviously of mark specter of a, yeah of, who he actually is. And it is so interesting that his main persona isn't his main persona. Like what they've right. shown us so far. Like right. he doesn't learn about his main persona until he finds that weird flip phone. What are they called? Razors. Like, wonder, he finds a razor phone. He finds from a like razor 2006. phone. <laughs> <laughs> Still like, the ringtone for it is definitely Fergalicious. Like yeah. 100%. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really do wonder how his Stephen Grant persona is going to feel about not being real. Mm -hmm. I think that's like super interesting to explore. Yeah. I love all these theories, but now we must move on to our rogue question. You guys ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So Tom Cruise wants to film movies in space and some producers he's working with even want to attach a production studio to the International Space Station. People have so much money. Good God, I'm struggling. Pitch me your roguest ideas for which cosmic character Tom Cruise should play in the MCU. Mm. None of them? None of them? Please don't. I'm going to go rogue and say absolutely fuck this idea. How about Tom Cruise <laughs> take some of his space production money to the streets or farmlands of this nation where there are children starving and gives them that money and he can make a film about that, a documentary called How I Made the Right Decision to Stop Trying to Fucking Make Movies in Space. <laughs> And started feeding the hungry, yes. which is more yeah. like, I'm sorry, he's. I know he's looking yes. for Xenu up there, and I'm always hoping Xenu's going to bless him. That's the only and, reason he's going. That was what I was going to say. I don't but, trust him. I think he's only yeah. going yeah. to space because he thinks he's there. reached the final 
Eaton if, stage or whatever the shit. And I think yeah. he's going up there for Scientology, paid yeah. for by Scientology, <laughs> in yes. the interest of learning this. more for his people. Joe, if he brings John Travolta, it's over for Earth. You oh, like, you know that it's over for Earth. I think that if rich people want to <laughs> film movies in space, they shouldn't be able to film movies on Earth then. You gotta yeah. pick one. That's a and good, I hate to be a buzzkill. I hate to be a buzzkill because I know it's like, oh, come on, exploring space is like, you know, it's, 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 it's the evolution of people, scientific discoveries and stuff. But let's fix shit here first before we start making movies in space. Like, what's next? Amusement parks in space? We gotta fix Six yeah. Flags Magic Mountains first, okay? We if can't- If you make a movie in space, you're not allowed to ever set foot in yeah. Burbank again. Oh my Antisha God. You're banned from Burbank Antisha if you make a movie people. in space. What were you I'm thinking, sorry. You know what? This isn't really fun though, and I know that that's what, so let me give a serious answer. He should play uh, Howard the Duck and he should not get to go to space. He should have to only provide the voice. Well, a puppeteer, uh, some sort of middle-class puppeteer working for the Jim Henson Company puppets the Howard the Duck puppet while Tom Cruise sits in the Church of Scientology Celebrity Center on Franklin Avenue voicing uh, voicing Howard the Duck. Sorry, Seth Green. You, you, you deserve it more, but Tom's got more money and influence. So that's what I say. Tom should voice Howard the Duck. Okay. okay. <laughs> Tom Cruise, Howard the Duck. All right. Well, what else we got? Well, I want to first say I'm giving, if I win, I want to give my points to Whitney for her last answer because it was very funny and also very real. <laughs> I think it's true. I think it's true. I think it's true. I know it was a sad note, but it's very valid. I want people to know where I stand and it's with Whitney about sending people like him into space. But yes. I, I, for the funny joke wise, I don't want him to play anything. But if he did really have to put his hands in something and do something, I think they should do another play version and he plays the Grandmaster. Oh, <laughs> that's, fun. Mm. that's a fun that's one. Fun. Okay, it'll be I just like a, that. it'll be a little cameo, little cameo. And I he can do it up in he can do it up in a fake uh, Asgard that they build on the International Space mm -hmm. Station sound stages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he should just play Yetri, the giant, because mm -hmm. I think it'd just be fun. That would be a fun role. For Tom him. Cruise is a tiny person in he general. Like anyway, okay, but I have an answer. Okay, I have it. I <laughs> yeah, have an yes. answer. I want Tom Cruise to reprise his role as the vampire Lestat, but in space, yes. in the Blade movies. Oh. So he's gonna be a vampire, Blade's gonna be a vampire, and they're gonna fight on the fucking moon. Yes. That's oh what I think. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I like this a lot. You know what? I'm gonna say that everybody's a winner here because all these ideas are really good. I know I always do this, but like, I just don't like choosing one winner because I love all of you. I do. You guys are so smart. Well, Jessica wins because <laughs> so, she got the first point. So Jessica gets three. And wins. Yeah, you know, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica wins. Jessica has the only point so far. So. It's true. It's the only point I've awarded. Just give me the damn points, baby. All right, Jessica wins points. this episode, but we're all winners because I love all of you and everybody watching. That is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Thanks to our guests, Jessica Clemens, Whitney Van Lenningham, and Tommy Bechtold for joining us this episode. Support all of their stuff, but of course support our channel by checking out all of our awesome merch at newrockstarsmerch.com. And if you've got thoughts on some of our Rogue Theories, you can share them on our Discord. If you're over 18, search for New Rockstars Discord server and join the conversation. Follow me at Mastertainment, follow New Rockstars on all social platforms, and be sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel here on YouTube. Thanks again for watching. We love you guys so much, and we'll see you later. Goodbye. Happy birthday, Go David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs>